That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. I'm excited. I have Sarah with me today, someone who I'm meeting for the first time today, which is exciting. (laughs) Nice to have you on. Thank you. We've been following each other for a little bit on Instagram. It's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if I found you or you found me, but I'm glad that we have connected because I really resonate with everything that that you put out um, for your business. So I'm excited yeah. to get to talk to you a little bit more. Yeah, I think we've been following each other for quite some time. So it's it's nice to finally meet in person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> tell everyone what you do. I'm a chiropractor um, and I am a business owner. I own my own practice. It's called Boston Spine and Performance. So it's my baby. I, I always tell people I'm like, I'm single. I don't have kids. Like this is my baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. And I'm kind of like everything. I'm the chiropractor and um, I'm the admin person. I'm the tax person. So uh, having your own business is, is kind of all consuming. So that's, that's what I do. <laughs> For sure. I totally get that. And I'm excited to have you on because I think people have like a preconceived notion about chiropractors that like you're just cracking people's backs and like that's all you do when in reality like I've seen other chiropractors and they've been so important in like my injury recovery and they do so much more than just crack your back (laughs) so I'm excited to have you on to to talk a little bit more about that and get people comfortable with being a chiropractor I think that's so cool yeah totally it's it's really good that you've had a good experience with chiropractors because the profession is so polarized and the experiences can be kind of like all across the board. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, so your name, obviously Boston Spine, Boston, cause your office is in Boston, <laughs> but <laughs> tell me a little bit more about how that process was for you when you were starting your business and you were trying to choose a name, like what, what was that like for you? Wow. Okay. I, I don't know how other people come up with their names, but I had the hardest time. It's super hard. Trying to think of a name, you know, something easy enough, like that wasn't too obscure. So people would know what the business is and what we do. Um, And some, I wanted to tie in the fact that, you know, I'm from Massachusetts. Like I'm very proud to be a Bostonian. (laughs) And I think anybody who's from Boston is. They definitely have that pride. Um, But also tying in, you know, it's Boston Spine for short, but the whole name is Boston Spine Performance. I wanted to tie in the movement aspect of what I do. So not just chiropractic, not just the spine, but also, you know, 
health um, from a holistic standpoint. So it was not an easy (laughs) um, thing to come up with. And I just kind of had to choose and I went with it. And I think over time it's, it's really grown on me and I'm, I like it more and more. So. Well, it's one of those things where it feels very, very important. So you're like, I want to get it right. And I want to make sure it makes sense and all this stuff. And that's why I just go by Krista Man Design. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not <laughs> going to be creative. I'm just going to say what I do. And I think for you too, because you see clients in person. So your name has to kind of say what you do. You know, it's like a dentist or someone, someone like you need to like be able to have on a sign and be like, okay, so they do this and I know where I'm going and it's, easy to get to you. So it's even more important to, to have it be very obvious what you do in the name. So I think that makes total sense for sure. Yeah. I, I think I have a lot of colleagues too, that I had seen go through the process of creating their own businesses, creating their own names and brands. And um, from that, I saw what I liked and what I didn't like um, in terms of, you know, their name and everything and their logos. So I kind of pulled from, from that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. From that experience for sure. That's super helpful. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned logo. So what, how was that process like for you and like the creative side? <sighs> oh my gosh. You're, you're going to be so like cringed out with this. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a logo for over a year. Which is fine. Um, yeah. I mean, it was we're probably going to get to like how I started the business, but I just needed to, when I started my business, it was like do or die. Like I had two weeks to get everything together. I needed to be up and running. And, um, I had already created a personal brand through like Mm -hmm. social media. So people knew me from that. And so like the logo and business cards and branding materials that kind of took a backseat (laughs) for the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was m- moving the needle on the practice and, and trying to build it up. So um, once I felt pretty stable, that's when I started to be like, okay, yeah. Um, people know me, they know Dr. Sarah. I want to switch gears and be seen more of as kind of um, an entity rather than a person. So for that, you need a logo. Um, I worked with Mia Andrioli. I'm not sure if you know her, um, but really she does she does photography mostly. But she so she did my my branding shoot, um, but also she helped me with my design. Um, and I was not an easy client to work with. I would say <laughs> um, I'm gonna be completely honest. I it's almost like I don't know, like furniture shopping. Like you have an idea of like a couch that you want, <clears throat> but then you go to every store and you you're not finding that because it doesn't fit like exactly what you envision, but you're not even sure what you envision. Anyway, she was awesome with that. She, we went back and forth with a lot of different, you know, ideas, um, workups. And then I really wanted to include the skyline, the Boston skyline. Um, and then also just to kind of spice it up a bit, like a little spine <laughs> in there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, we went from, like just an acronym BSP to which I didn't love to just the whole thing written out spine being like the focal point mm-hmm. of the logo and so the I and spine is that is the actual spine we started with a cartoon spine 
wasn't really sure what that was. And then eventually <laughs> we, we got to where we are now. <laughs> um, and so I have to say, I really, really like it a lot. And so I'm glad um, she was patient with me and, and we took the time to really get something that I liked and yeah, I get a lot of compliments on it. Yeah. I love it. And you just had apparel drop, right? Somewhat recently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I had an online store. I had um, merch made up, sweatshirts, shirts. And That's always fun to see it on things. You're like, oh my God, <laughs> like, it makes you feel even more legit. For real. Like, I think that's been the best part so far is like seeing my brand and my logo on actual products. So that's been yeah. amazing. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. And your, your story, you said that I was going to cringe, but honestly, I prefer that people, especially like solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, like I think it makes sense for them to start that way to just like dive into business understand your ideal client, like get your space, get like all your stuff set up and then start having money come in. So you can actually invest in mm -hmm. a designer that you actually want to work with and whose style like aligns with you because people get so obsessed with their like logo and their look and feel in the beginning that they work with like someone really cheap or like someone right out mm. of school because they want to save money and then they don't get what they want and they don't even know what they want in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Cause there's so much else that you're focused on, it's like really hard to to pinpoint that. So I think I think the way you went about it is totally cool, totally normal. And <laughs> most people who come on the podcast have like the same trajectory of events. So <laughs> no worries about that. <laughs> yeah. And like I didn't want to just go on Fiverr. Right. You know, and and get a like a design from there. Like I really wanted to work with like a local person who knew me, who knew my brand. And yeah, I had a personal relationship with. So, you know, it was more money, but it was definitely worth it to have somebody who really is in as is as invested as I am, like in my business um, as like a female entrepreneur. Totally. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense, too. So I am curious what led you to to start your own business and like down even the chiropractor path? Okay. Okay. I guess we'll start with like <laughs> from ground zero. Um, I was pre-medicine at Boston University and I was extremely burnt out. Mm. Like as an undergraduate, the schooling was so rigorous. Um, and to be completely honest, we would have people come in all the time, like DOs, which is for people that don't know, it's like a doctor of osteopath osteopathy, mm. um, MDs physician's assistants, nurse practitioners, and they would give these talks and kind of tell us what their day-to-day -day is like, what their lives are like. And none of them were positive about it. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like, I do not want to do that. Like, I want to enjoy my life. Um, and I want to have some freedom and flexibility. I took a year off after undergrad. Um, and I was just serving in restaurants. Um, probably making more than like a research assistant does, right? Because that's, that's probably all I was qualified for with an undergrad degree. Um, and uh, I was shadowing my chiropractor. I, I shadowed him a couple of times just to see if I would like it. Um, he was just this like super high energy dude. His office was on Newberry Street. He worked three days a week, like sneakers in the office, like just 
was so upbeat. He just seemed like a really cool guy. And he was very enthusiastic about having me shadow and um, was willing to like answer any questions, was like very pro, like this profession is amazing. You can have freedom and flexibility, be your own boss, but also help people, which is what you want to do. So um, as much as I don't like school, I went back <laughs> for another <laughs> four years, <laughs> another four years. Um, and I have to say, like, I really, really enjoy what I do. Like, I don't regret it for one single minute that I went through all that schooling, assumed all that debt. Like, I really love what I do. And so I worked under other people for the first three years out of school, um, which was really good. I had, you know, classmates who right out of school, they started their own businesses, which good for them because I, I don't know how not... I would have been able to do that. Yeah. That sounds wild. No way. No way. <laughs> and, and even looking back now where I am now versus where I was when I graduated, like I just have so much more knowledge and there's no way, like I know things now that I was like, oh my God, I could have never, I don't think I would have been successful. Right. Right. Um, so I, I gained a lot of experience. Um, for those three years, push came to shove during the pandemic. Uh, you know, for most people, they probably had the same experience. You kind of, I was laid off for two and a half months. Yeah. Um, I wasn't working. I wasn't helping people. I had an insane identity crisis um, where I was like, my identity is literally helping people and I'm not helping people right now. And like, who am I even? Um, okay. It was wild. And so really forced me to sit down and examine what I want to do. Like, where do I see my life going? Because I was, I was happy in my job, but um, my ultimate goal was always to have my own practice. That's chiropractors. They do actually have an entrepreneurial mindset. Like yeah. in school, they're like, you're going to open your own practice. Like this is, you know, here's some marketing strategy. That's so great like that, that they teach you that in school because they did not teach us that in graphic design school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely could have been better. They were telling us things like, take out a newspaper ad. And we're like, no, nah, <laughs> no, this is like, you know, it's old about school. the time it was 2017. Right. Um, you know, we're not in the 1970s. So, right. um, you know, there were definitely pieces that I had to learn on my own. But for the most part, you know, that's something that chiropractors have an advantage at is the entrepreneurial mindset. Um, so I was like, you know what? This is what I've been wanting to do. I long-term vision where I'm at. I don't see me getting to that goal. So something needs to change. And um, because of the pandemic, I was actually able to save some capital to feel comfortable. And right. um, I had some colleagues at the time who needed help, like, paying their rent in their space during the mm -hmm. pandemic. And so that's where I came in and I started subleasing from them and it was mutually beneficial for both of us. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how the practice started. <laughs> so exciting. I can't imagine like my boyfriend um, subleases from a chiropractor, mm -hmm. actually um, not oh. the one that I saw, but a different one in Wakefield, uh, actually in Reading now. Um, but I can't imagine like, I do all my business in this room. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> leave, like it's very simple. 
And I just think about all the things that he has to think about all the time. Like he has to get his like sheet laundered, the sheets laundered and like mm. all these like little things that are not a part of my life. Like I applaud people like you two who have to think about all those little things all the time because you're seeing people in person and like navigating the pandemic and navigating wearing masks and like all these things. I'm just like so impressed by anyone who sees people in person and like runs a physical space like that's so cool to me yeah yeah thanks like it was a crazy time to start a practice of in july of 2020 <laughs> yeah. that's um, when my boyfriend started yeah did he? So yeah 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 i was either like and maybe he went through the same thing i was like am i a narcissist or am i just a straight up idiot or maybe i'm both <laughs> like that i think that i can start a practice right now like I, I definitely had, you know, a lot of sleepless nights, like worried about it. Um, but I had so much support from my previous clientele who for, I mean, for the most part, they all followed me, which felt so huge. good. Yeah. That felt so, yeah. so good. Um, and, um, you know, in the beginning I, I was renting the space and subleasing, but I was also driving over to people's houses, you know, yeah. I was traveling around, bringing my table around and, um, you know, I'm lucky now that I don't, you know, I got busy enough in the office. I, I don't need to do that anymore. And people are more comfortable being out and about. But I would yeah. st say that we're still feeling the effects of the absolutely. pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a big deal. So very interested in the answer to this. What is a pet peeve that you have about your industry? Just one. <laughs> uh, you can talk about however many you want <laughs> yeah I mean I, I mentioned earlier that the profession is just so polarized and so what most people don't know about is that there's two different kinds of chiropractors and they call themselves the straights this is so problematic they call themselves <laughs> the straights and the mixers oh wow <laughs> yeah so the mixers, I I'm a mixer. So I mix therapies. <laughs> I mix therapies. I don't just do the adjustments. Um, Interesting. So I do adjustments. I do soft tissue work. I do therapeutic exercises. I do rehab. I do nutrition counseling and lifestyle coaching. So I mix all the therapies together. And I think that's really what gets the patient the best outcome. Totally. Um, Whereas like the straight chiropractors um, are really just believe that the adjustment solves everything and anything outside of adjusting the spine is sacrilege. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so it really depends on like what chiropractic school you went to because it's not standardized. There's only wow. like a dozen or so chiropractic schools in the country. And oh, wow. so, yeah. Some of them are very philosophy based, like you have an innate force in you that is healing and the adjustment helps, you know, your nervous system to function and to bring that innate force out. And so those are the straights. And then you have people who went to evidence-based schools like <laughs> right. I do, and they don't drink that Kool-Aid. And we kind of believe like, no, we're going to go by clinical guidelines uh, laid out by research and, you know, take into account like the patient's experience and my clinical expertise as well. So um, I would say it's more evidence-based, um, less philosophy-based. And 
that would be my pet peeve is that, you know, chiropractic school is not standardized and the really the experiences of patients are, like I said, they're all across the board. And I wish it was more like when you go to a physical therapist, you pretty much know what you're getting. Right. Right. But why isn't it the same with chiropractic? So, you know, they could be healing you with crystals for all I know, or they could you can come to see somebody like me who is going to make you exercise. Um, so I, I wish it were more, you know, everybody kind of gets the same schooling and it's evidence-based schooling. I think that would be the best. And honestly, at this point with science and what we know with research, there's no reason why it shouldn't be like that. Right. Yeah. And that's just, <laughs> it's dangerous, number one, because... Yeah. I feel like everyone should be getting well-rounded care and proper care. So some, that means some people are not, which is awful. Um, But it also like deters people from trying to work with a chiropractor sometimes, which is crazy because my chiropractor, like he was basically the catalyst for my healing. And I had a preconceived notion that he was just going to like do the adjustments and that was it. And I walked in and he was like, all right, next time you got to wear like workout gear. And I was like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) we're like doing that. All right. But I had an injury from running and it wasn't like a, I fell and I was hurt injury. It was like a chronic back pain injury. And I had basically stopped running because I was scared because I had pain and I thought, okay, well, I shouldn't be running anymore. And he was like, no, you need to move. Like you need to do something. You can't just be sitting all the time. Like that's not helping at all. That's making it worse. So he was so, so integral in my healing. And I don't know, I always tell people like, you should try a chiropractor and a physical therapist and like, and a massage therapist, like everyone, like all these people exist and all these industries exist for a reason. And everyone should be kind of like working together for your healing. Right. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm so happy that you had a good experience with your chiropractor because that's that's so true yeah I, I with your chronic you know pain it's it's unlikely that just you know weekly adjustments was ever going to solve that you might have gotten some relief right right <laughs> but like long-term vision and like getting back to running it's it's unlikely so you need to do movement and like you know sport specific rehab for that so I'm really happy right. that he did that with you yeah <laughs> me too and I think that's a one thing that like attracted me to your Instagram too is because you post a lot of content showing people what you do and you do sports specific stuff and you show yourself working out and you talk up like you talk about what you're doing and why and like what's been hurting you and like all these things and something I always think about is before I don't know was it last winter there was like a massive snowstorm coming and you posted I think like (laughs) the night before you were like, this is how you shovel people. (laughs) And I was like, thank God someone said it because everyone's going to be hurting tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That post got so much attention. Got a lot of reshares. So it definitely resonated with people. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it funny? Some of the things that really like catch on on social media. Actually, that's my next question. I always ask people about social media. And like I said, I think you do a great job, but what has that experience been like for you? Because you mentioned you had like a personal page, right? And I'm assuming you kind of like formed that into your business page. What was what was that like? 
So it's, it was always a business page. It was okay. always chiropractic stuff. Um, I do have a personal Instagram, but I have like okay. 50 followers and it's, it's literally just my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm not really even active on it. Um, so my business one, I actually changed the name when I got my logo and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be Dr. Sarah DC. And I changed it to Boston Spine, which is a pretty sick handle. Um, yeah, <laughs> very. Um, yeah. So, and the reason for that was, um, again, I wanted people to see it more as a brand, as an entity, as a business versus an individual person, me. Mm-hmm. Um, and because as I grow the practice, I'm going to be hiring other doctors and, you know, um, I'm speaking from the voice of the brand i'm not just speaking from my voice anymore so that was important an important shift and so it's the same page i just changed the name and you know started using more of my branding materials on the page make it look a little more profesh um (laughs) right right but yeah yeah i some people it's hard like when it's someone like me who works from home it's just me it's always gonna be me like I've never been the person who's like I'm gonna have a business I'm gonna hire people like that's just not me and that's fine um and for that I think it makes sense to just have like one account like you're working with me like what you see is what you're gonna get but for someone who has a physical location too that adds a whole other layer to to the Instagram and to social media in general because you need to not only communicate what you do but like where you are and like what your services are and like all these different things so I think that makes total sense that you would um keep it a little separate but you also I think do a good job of like before we even started recording you were like I feel like I know you and I was like I feel like I know you (laughs) because we both are on Instagram we're sharing like personal things nothing like too personal but just like Mm -hmm. who we are as people and like what we value and like I see your workouts. Like I know you lift, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think those things help people choose you over maybe another chiropractor who's not on social media or who isn't as prolific on social media because they're like, well, I'd rather go to someone who I know and I think I like them and I think I could spend yeah. time with them in person rather than someone who they're like, I don't know what this person is like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's intentional and right. you probably are intentional about being your authentic self. You know, this, this is me. Like this is literally me. This is me talking to you now. This is my voice on social media. This is how I am with like my family, my friends. And I really, really want that to come out. Um, and because like, who wants a doctor touching you that you don't like? <laughs> totally. Like, like, I want to be likable. I want to be trustworthy. And so if I can build a rapport over social media and maybe that appeals to people and maybe it doesn't, that's great. Um, But the rapport starts like with every single interaction, even if that's uh, an Instagram post that gets zero likes. Like I want to make sure I have that integrity and and it's the same, you get the same experience with me throughout the whole relationship. So. Yeah, absolutely. I know. (laughs) When you said touching people, I'm like, sometimes I sit here at my <laughs> desk and I'm like, my boyfriend's literally like massaging people all day. That's so weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's so strange. I'm just like sitting here all day by myself, like 
on my computer. I don't know. It's just funny to think about like how different people's days are, but we're all business owners and we're all, we're all doing our thing. It's just funny. Yeah. (laughs) It is so different. And like, I don't know, maybe you hear it from your boyfriend, but it's, it's like weirdly intimate. Well, it's not weird. Like it, it is intimate. You're touching people. Um, and there's, you know, that maybe we can talk about that later, but like there's an inherent healing quality to touching people and you form like an emotional bond. And so like, I sometimes can't relate to people that work from home or they work at a desk because like, for me as an introvert, at the end of the day, when I'm, when I'm done at work, I'm, I'm cashed. Like all those interactions where I'm like, 100% present with my patients I need to come home and I need time time to unwind whereas I've been in like dating relationships before where maybe they they weren't interacting with people all day or they were just on a computer and they're like let's party like after work and I'm like no (laughs) I got no energy left (laughs) nothing left (laughs) yeah Dylan comes home and usually he's in a good mood but sometimes he'll be like I don't know, not in a sad mood, but off, but he'll be like, yeah, I had like a client who was upset and like her energy just like rubbed off on me and like, I'm sad now. (laughs) It's just, it's different. You're like spending time with people all day. Like you're going to pick up their, their energy and their vibe. So that, yeah, that's totally different than me. I I'm here all day by myself and he comes home and he's like ready for more interaction. And I'm like, I'm alone. And like, it's been nice. I'm like, so introverted. It's like wild. And he's like, so extroverted. It's like two different sides of the spectrum. But yeah, funny. I'm glad that he has a job where he gets to talk to people all day, because I don't think he'd like doing what I do. I don't think I would like doing what he does or what you do. You know what I mean? Like, we all find our way into what like meshes with our personalities and all that that's cool yeah for sure yeah he's he's definitely a good fit for that profession (laughs) (laughs) so what has been the biggest struggle in running a business for you oh my gosh I mean there have been a lot of struggles just things that maybe I just usually the biggest struggles are the ones that I least expected to happen Mm. so I would say because I am a solo entrepreneur right now, avoiding burnout has been a really big struggle um, because of what I just said of caring for people all day long. But then when I get done with that, I spend hours like doing back end stuff for the business. I've been lucky enough recently over the last six months, I've had um, a patient services coordinator who's helped offload I've offloaded some of those tasks to her and that has been such a huge difference in my life and my my quality of life right now um I just know like in the beginning stages it's gonna be like this for a while you know right and then as I grow as I continue to grow and move the needle I can I can hire more outsource more um it's just tough right now and being able to manage that um I actually just went on my first unplugged vacation oh my god years like totally unplugged not answering any emails nothing um i didn't even like i deleted instagram off my phone nice (laughs) um i had pre-made content that would just post automatically so that was huge for me 
So I, yeah, I would say avoiding burnout and taking time and making sure I have a good work-life balance has been one of the biggest struggles. That's yeah. Everyone who comes on here says like a version of the same thing for sure. I, um, I took my first week long unplugged vacation last July, I believe it was. And that was like in two or three years. And I remember coming back and like having a complete breakdown because I was like, oh, I can't no. do that again. Like I can't go another three years without unplugging. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and it was hard. It was a hard time because I was like, what I'm doing now isn't working. It's not sustainable. How the hell yeah. am I going to change that? Um, but that self-reflection was so important because I was able to make changes. And now I feel like a year later, I feel much more in control. I can take a day off if I have to. I have like buying a condo and like all the unexpected things that happen. Like you have to mm -hmm. be flexible. Um, so I totally relate to that <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And it does, it gets easier as you go along, but at the <clears> same time, like as you're leveling up your business, there are still things that are going to, you know, keep making you struggle <laughs> and you're going to have to keep reevaluating. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it does get easier, but at the same time, it's like, as you get more successful, it also <laughs> gets harder in a lot of yeah. ways you don't expect. So I totally relate to that. Yeah. And, and like, like you said, it, it's really hard and that introspection is really hard. Like, shit, I need to set boundaries <laughs> to protect myself so I can keep delivering such a high level of service and keep delivering like the most value possible. Um, and it's not sustainable. So, but the more you work on those boundaries, it, I think it does become easier. And yeah. that's also something I've noticed. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it comes down to like, obviously preserving your energy, but it also always comes down to our clients. Like we want to be able to deliver like the same high quality service that we always have been able to. So mm -hmm. if you think about it less, like, selfishly like a lot of us I think have trouble with that like setting boundaries for ourselves but if we're like no this is for the clients and it's going to benefit them just as much as it's going to benefit me then it's I think it's easier sometimes to set those boundaries a hundred percent totally agree agreed all right so that's all my businessy questions I have four <laughs> like personal weird questions that everyone likes okay. hearing. <laughs> so <laughs> if you were a car, what car would you be? If I were a car. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Um, I'm not like a huge car person, but I think it would have to be like maybe a Mini Cooper. Ooh. Because um, I'm kind of small. Um, <laughs> I'm 5'2", but I'm pretty fast and powerful. So maybe like a little sporty mini cooper yeah i like that that's a good answer <laughs> and still like i think this is like my 35th recording there haven't been any repeats which is wild oh my god i thought there would be like someone would say the same car at some point but i don't know everyone's so creative i love that <laughs> good choice um along the same lines when was the last time someone said something like wow, that's so on brand for you, or this reminds me of you, or that's so you. Like, it doesn't have to be in a business context either. It could be anything. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like my roommate is always, and my boyfriend are always saying things like this. Um, it usually has to do with like self-care 
like maybe we'll see like a meme on Instagram and they'll send it to me and it's like someone like in sweatpants and like drinking a, a glass of wine like watching Netflix like wrapped up in a blanket and be like that's so on brand for you um <laughs> so cozy yeah I'm all about the comfort life like even in the office I'm like it's always like leggings workout clothes like I I call jeans like leg prisons um <laughs> I hate um, jeans <laughs> But it's usually like something having to do with like relaxation and just like self-care. I just, it's, it's important to me. Um, I take a bath like every other night. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I took a bath. That's so, there, I feel like there's like two different you should. people. There's like bath people and not bath people. I feel oh, like I so should relaxing. get into the bath life. <laughs> you totally should. It's so relaxing. <laughs> You inspired me. Well, now that I own my own place, I guess I trust the the bathtub more. I feel like oh my gosh, some gross places where I probably wouldn't want to take a bath in those. Tubs. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. So similarly, I always ask people about them as a kid. I always say, you know, tell me a childhood story that's on brand for you, or like, what were you like as a child? Because some of us, I feel like, grew up and we were like, I'm going to own my own business. And then some people were like, I never, this is not part of the plan. Like, I think it's just so interesting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think, like, younger Sarah would be just in shock about where I am right now. <laughs> um, I was the most shy little girl. Um, I never talked to my teachers like I never like I just wanted to fly under the radar um like even my family members like my aunts and uncles I have a pretty big family and like everybody's super loud and like I was just always like you know I would play <laughs> with my cousin but like if my if my aunt or uncle like asked me a question I'd be like yeah like I, I wouldn't like talk <laughs> to them um yeah. <laughs> um and like social interaction for me was very very challenging and so I would say like I've done a complete like 180 almost out of like necessity of I changed schools a few times um and then going to college and being in in like customer service like I mentioned I was a server I worked in customer service in retail had to be in those uncomfortable situations and I became I'm still an introvert but I would say I'm an extroverted introvert and I don't find it really hard to talk to people <laughs> Um, but sometimes like if I do a workshop with where there's like a lot of people there, um, I do, I do get a lot of nerves. Um, I'm much better one-on-one -on -one with people, um, which suits, which suits me. That's what I do in the office, but yeah, I, I, I still get nervous and I still get like social anxiety. So yeah, that's on brand with my younger self. <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting. And like, I ask that to everyone who comes on and the answers are like, all different and it just goes to show that not one kind of person with one extroverted personality like they're not the only kind of person who's going to or could be successful in in running their own business like I think a lot of people are like oh I could never do that like but it's your own business like you have the power to build it how you want and to interact to communicate with clients how you want like you can only mm -hmm. do phone calls you can only do zooms you can only do in person like 
now I feel like is one of the best times to start a business because there is so much flexibility and there's so many types of software and different things that you can integrate to kind of like make your business experience better and, and more personal. So I think that's really cool that you were shy and now look at you, you're on a business in Boston. That's, that's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. I still, you know, when I have those struggles of like introversion and like the social anxiety, I, it's hard to see it that way. So I, I appreciate you telling me that it's a good reminder. Yeah. We all have to self-reflect and I don't know, not give ourselves the benefit of the doubt, but just be kind, be kind to ourselves. <laughs> like totally. we're, all, we're all still our kids inside, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Life's hard. Um, all right. Last question. Oh I always ask people. <laughs> so I used to ask people what the funniest thing they ever witnessed was, but people had a hard time with that because they're like the funniest. I don't know the funniest. So now I just ask about your sense of humor and like if you have a funny story recently or or something, something about your your sense of humor that you could tell. My sense of humor. Um, I would say I have a pretty sarcastic, dry sense of humor um and so I appreciate that out of people like I, I can see that in people and it's I don't know maybe you have a friend they're like <laughs> the quiet person yep and they don't say much but when they talk and if you catch it they're freaking hilarious yeah. <laughs> like I love that like I that's like my favorite thing um I love that kind of humor um I'm not really like a dad joke person or like an all in your face, like slapstick humor person. I really like intelligent, you know, stories are great. Um, and like that dry humor, I just love. <laughs> yeah, I love um, a so good story and like the clincher at the end. And you're like, the buildup was so good. <laughs> like, yeah, Some people are just so good at storytelling. Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely a skill. Um, and I think it really, you can tell like someone's intelligence because to bring it back to like the joke at the end is like, I, I appreciate that. It's, it's an art form. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm, mm -hmm. I love those quiet people who are just like chilling in the corner, just listening. And they say one thing and you're like, yeah <laughs> like, yeah I got that it's yeah the best. you yeah. gotta embrace it I love that like I love irony and I love like mixed messages you know <laughs> like like the quiet person just being totally hilarious yes. and no one really like noticing it you know um yeah. I really love that stuff <laughs> no I agree that's awesome all right well we've reached the end um wow I know. Thanks so much for, <laughs> for coming on and meeting me and being here. I want to make sure that I give you a couple of minutes just to tell people where they can follow you and find you. And if they want to learn more about your business or work with you, where they can contact yeah. you. Yeah. So my practice is called Boston Spine and Performance. My website's bostonspineperformance.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Boston Spine easy um and yeah um i hope to you know chat with people over there if they're interested you can always dm me i'm in control of the 
of the DMs on that page. And thanks so much for having me today. Like you're super easy to talk to. You made this. Oh, really good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I know it's, it can be nerve wracking. Like I think people hear the word podcast and they're like, oh my God, I have to be like perfect and say all the right things and like have answers and people get really nervous about it. And I'm like, it's literally just like for fun for me. (laughs) You don't have to worry. And like everyone's, if you love what you do and are passionate about it, it's so easy for you to talk about what you do, right? Like at the end of the day, it's not a difficult topic to talk about. I feel like. Yeah. I definitely felt that way. I'm like, am I talking too much because I'm like so excited to talk about this? (laughs) But that's what we like. You asked some great questions that really made me think about um, where I am today. So thank you. Good, good. You're welcome. Yeah. So thanks again. And I will put all that information in the show details. Highly recommend following Sarah because you will learn how to shovel more effectively and all these other cool (laughs) things. Um, I really like your content again. So yeah, thanks so much again for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. 